Good morning. Today's scripture lesson is from Acts 1, verses 6 through 14, the ascension of Jesus. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, it is not for you to know the times or periods, but the Father has set up his own authority. But you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and to all the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, and they were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, and will come down in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. They returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. When they had entered the city, they went from the room upstairs where they were staying, Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. All of these were constantly devoting themselves to prayer, together with certain women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, as well as his brothers. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Friends, let us pray. Almighty God, we ask this morning that as your word is read and proclaimed, that the meditations of our hearts may be lifted up to you, and that the gift of your Holy Spirit may descend and dwell among us, that our hearts may be opened, that our minds may be opened, that we may know the places where you call us to be your disciples, to be your ambassadors of love and grace and new life. Lord, we ask these things of you this morning as we meditate upon your holy word. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. We kick things off this morning with a question from the disciples. The disciples who ask Jesus, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom of Israel? The disciples, however, though, are not the only people asking questions of Jesus though, this morning, because we too are asking questions of Jesus. There are many things on our mind this Sunday as we gather for worship. We find ourselves asking questions like, when are things going to reopen? When will I be able to return to worship with others? And what am I, gonna, what am I going to do 
if this continues to go on for much longer, longer than we might have expected. We find that our questions, like the questions the disciples asked, are met with an almost dissatisfying answer, like the one Jesus gives the disciples, where Jesus says, it is not up to you for you to know the times or the periods that the Father has set by his own authority. Perhaps the answers we receive are are not satisfying because it's not what we wanted to hear. We don't want to hear that we have to stay inside longer. We don't want to hear things that will make us either more restless than we are or frustrated. But there's a plethora of reasons for why we might not find Jesus' answer to be satisfying. But maybe these answers are unsatisfying because we have been asking the wrong question of Jesus this, this entire time. Perhaps we've been asking the wrong question. And it's the thing that I find most humorous about the Gospels and these acts of the apostles recorded in our reading today, where we find that even in the last few moments before Jesus was brought up into heaven, the disciples, they still don't get it. These people who have been following Jesus for their entire lives, well, for most of their lives at this point, still don't fully understand the message of Jesus Christ. And if we're honest, neither do we fully understand the message Christ has brought to us. I say this because for the longest time, we as insiders, or people inside the church building, have been asking these questions. We've been asking, God, why aren't people coming to church on Sunday? Why are people leaving? How do we fill the pews? Jesus, we want to know when you will restore our church on the hill to its former glory. These are well-intentioned questions, but questions that do not really address what is at the core of our common, our shared calling, which is to be advocates, to be helpers, to be bearers of God's Holy Spirit. And if we listen closely enough, we might hear Jesus telling us, you have the power of the Holy Spirit. Stop worrying about attendance. Don't worry about empty pews. Do what I have called you to do, especially now in this time and in this place, especially now. Do the work of the Spirit. And you will find that your witness is what will build up the church. It's your witness, the way you live out your faith, the way you live out God's love that will build up the church. Not the building, though, not not this building with its four walls, with pews and windows, but build up the church that is made up of people like you and me, and those who are our neighbors, and those who are in our community. 
This time of separation from our church building perhaps has been a catalyst for rapid change in how we bear witness to the risen Christ. Admittedly, it's been messy. And I would say I've lost more hairs than I can count, but I already have a thick head of hair, so it's hard to keep track of it. But I'm sure, like you, this has all been a messy, chaotic, stressful process, uncomfortable, and perhaps even sad. But one that has revealed the ways in which our spirits can be rekindled. Our spirits may be rekindled in its renewed sense of calling to be Christ's disciples from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria to the ends of the earth. As I've said before, this time has truly been a dispersion or a spreading of God's presence. Because more intentionally, now more than ever, we have brought God into our homes, shared the love of Christ with our neighbors, neighbors who may need something, neighbors who may be vulnerable and need help running errands. And we have challenged ourselves to enter into a deeper relationship with God. You may say, those are all great things, Reverend Casey, but how do you know they're true? Well, how do I know this? Because I've seen it firsthand in all of you. I've seen it firsthand in all of you. For example, the number of new people we have, have, uh, we have had helped lead worship on Sunday. People I never thought would help lead worship before. I see this in the ways in which you contributed to our new mission projects, such as our mask making for the Putnam County Sheriff Department. I see this in the ways in which you have responded to calls for help without even, needed, without even needing to be asked. Friends, something has and is happening. As we continue to shift our focus away from the questions we thought were important to the actual work and the actual questions God has called us to do. As Jesus ascended into heaven, we hear the command to go to the ends of the earth, bearing God's love. Go to the places in our community that are hurting, that are in need of healing and reconciliation. Go to the places where there are stomachs that need to be filled, mouths that need something to quench their thirst. Go to the places where, those, where there are those who need to rest their weary heads. Go to the places where others have been too afraid to go. As Christ ascended into heaven, he asked us to do these things and to give with open hearts. Hearts that are welcoming and hearts that are hungry for reconciliation and healing. Hearts that ask for forgiveness and give forgiveness. And hearts that also at the end of the day find rest for themselves.
By doing all these things, we live out the power of the Holy Spirit that we find is inside each and every one of us. And we live out the words of Christ as he rose into heaven. As long as we love kindness and mercy and compassion, as long as we do these things, we will eventually bring the good news to the ends of the earth. And as long as we do these things, God will take care of the rest. So then the questions about church attendance, empty pews, those things become irrelevant when we find that we carry out the work God has called us to do. When we reshift our focus to the things that are truly important. But there are still many questions, though, that are unanswered, questions that we hold close to our hearts this day. Or like the psalmist, we may lift up our prayers to God and say, How long, O Lord, how long will this current reality last? The important thing for us to remember, though, is that we can still raise those questions up to God in the midst of our work. And the disciples certainly kept asking questions of God as well. Even on their missionary journeys, they would continue to ask questions of the heart. And like the disciples who went forth from Mount Olivet, we too have things that we need to do. And in the midst of our doubts, in the midst of our questions and our fears, we can still come together, even virtually, to serve God through serving others. Through serving one another. We are called to go to Jerusalem, to Judea, to Samaria, and to the places that have long been neglected. Even if it means we go to these places virtually. So where do you, friends, this is a question uh, that may not be rhetorical, one that you might have to sit with for a while, but where do you see us going as a community of faith in this time and this place, carrying on the momentum of all the good things we have done so far in this new version of what it means to be the church? How do you envision us showing love and grace and care in the places that need those things the most? These are questions that we need to ask. These are questions that the paraclete, the advocate, the helper, the Holy Spirit will give us the power to answer. Give us the power to answer in our co-laboring with God. We just have to remember, friends, that Christ is still with us every step of the way having walked in our footsteps, having known what it was like to live life on earth. So may we continue asking questions of Jesus, knowing that along the way, the Spirit will be our guide and showing us the ways in which we can truly live out our calling of being the hands and feet of Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen. 
Hello, my name is Reverend Casey Carbone, and you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayopac. We are currently worshiping on Sundays at 10 a.m., both on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. We hope that this message provides you with a source of encouragement and allows you to grow more deeply in your faith as we all continue to seek to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ.